This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Yeah. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. Welcome into Judd's Hockey Show. Still noisy here as people file out of the XL Energy Center for the last time this season. Wild lose 4-1 to in Game 6. They lose the Series 4-2. to It's Judd. It's Declan. It's a therapy session. The towel and the slogan said grit first. The Wild got confused after Game 4 and thought it said quit first. And so they did an excellent job of quitting in Game 5 and in Game 6 tonight. Um, they score a meaningless goal with a 3-1 and pull the goaltender, Marc-Andre Fleury. Dean Evason adjusts way too late, an inexcusably pathetic way to go out. Uh, there's no way to justify this. There's no way to spin this. There's no reason to spin this. Um, if the Wild aren't asking serious questions about several of their players and th- their head coach, and quite frankly, Bill Guerin, who I just saw. In fact, he's sitting there. He's actually sitting in the GM's box right now, staring Still. at the ice. Leaning back with one like this, staring at the ice. And it's because he's pissed off and he should be. He's got to ask a lot of serious questions here. Um, this was a this was an absolutely abysmal way to go out. And Dean Evason, again, um, hyperventilating and pushing buttons when it was far too late to make a difference. Um, I, I think his job should be in jeopardy at the very least. I, I don't – you can't just say it's Darby Hendrickson's fault for uh, special teams. The Dallas Stars actually scored all even strength goals tonight. Um, this team, look, they're far more likable than the uh, Parisi Suter, ironically enough. Suter wins, or and it's not ironic, it's just interestingly enough, Suter um, and his team win. But uh, this is a really, really pathetic way to go out. A team that Bill Guerin built for the playoffs and rolled over and played dead after a great performance last Friday. It's a repeat of last year. The Dean's first year in a real playoff, they lost in seven. There's some hard questions to be asked here. And um, for all those who are going to defend this team, just stop. Seriously, give me a bleeping break. Don't do it. Um, Bill Guerin's not going to. I, 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 ser- I seriously think you got to ask questions, De- Declan. It's one thing to lose. It's one thing to lose in six or seven. It's another to roll over and play dead. Um, Jake Ottinger was good. So was Jake Allen. I don't care anymore. Do your job in the wild. Didn't. All right. First off, this is wild vent line too, by the way. So if you want to get on this show, shoot me an email. It's Vikings vent line at gmail.com. If you'd like to uh, get some vents out, this is a safe space. Uh, we've been doing this all playoff series. We don't pick and choose when we want to do vent lines. We've been doing vent lines with you all throughout the playoff series. So if you want to get in and voice your frustration, please do. Shoot me an email. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com if that's something you'd like to do. Uh, safe space to voice your frustrations after another disappointing wild season. Judd, this is, um, this is now for me, and I have, I have made this very clear of my roller coaster, toxic, unhealthy relationship with the local baseball team when it comes to postseason uh, failures. This is now entering that territory for me. Um, this is why I can't take a baseball team seriously with how good they're playing in the regular season because you haven't won a playoff game in 19 tries. Now, the Wild have won some playoff games. This is the second year in a row they've had a 2-1 series lead in a postseason series, which math tells you that usually you walk out with a series win, and they've then lost three games in a row. They have lost 14 of 19 of their last home playoff games. State of hockey doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. They can't win on home ice. They can't score big time goals. They have superstar players who absolutely disappear. This has now entered the territory for me with the Twins, where I don't really care anymore what you do in the regular season. I don't really care anymore about the gimmicks and slogans you do. 
I don't really care anymore. You're playing Bon Jovi for the thousandth time for living on a prayer down one nothing in the first period. You have to do something to win playoff games. And I won't take you seriously until you do. You have now crossed the line. I've given, I've given the Wild more of the benefit of the doubt than the Twins. Maybe that's because they've actually been able to win a damn playoff game. But now with, what, seven straight first or seven straight playoff series exits, uh, back-to-back times, and honestly, three straight series, you had chances to win the series. It wasn't like you were a drastic underdog. Okay, no. You weren't a drastic underdog against the Stars. You had home ice against the Blues, and you were beatable. You could have beaten the Vegas Golden Knights two years ago, too. You didn't. You fell flat on your face, and now this has kind of entered that territory for me where I just I can't take you seriously until you do it in the playoffs. Well, and here's the problem, too. The fixes are not that hard to figure out. Your head coach can't adjust and doesn't adjust until he's panicked. Um, your, to your point, Matt Boldy played the perfect role of Kevin Fiala, completely disappeared. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov, unfortunately, had one goal, so he did, too. You know, and, and here's the thing, too, tonight. I mean, give me a break. Dean Evison switches lines. He switches Zuccarello and and Johansson. And then, I guess, in the second period, he decides, you know what, I'm not going to switch them. I'm going to switch them back. Meanwhile, he puts Gus Nyquist, who's actually played pretty well and has shown some skill, he puts him with Sam Steele and Marcus Foligno on what amounts to a third checking line. He never made the right adjustments. And, yeah, they didn't have Erickson Eck. I got news for you. It's the playoffs. A lot of very good players go out and are missing. And you know what teams do? They don't quit in the last two games. The Wild's going to try to claim, and their apologists are going to say, well, they didn't quit. It's a high goaltender and all that. That is malarkey. That's a bunch of crap. This team folded again. So I'm with you. I, I don't think that there's a need. Um, I don't think that there's a need to buy in. But, you know, when you go with this grit first, give me a break. Like, you literally are telling your team you need to play a certain way, and Dallas just took you to school, and much like with St. Louis, you're right. They're not a better team. They've got higher-end talent, but you've got some pretty damn good talent. And, you know, the, the problem is it's always something, right, Declan? It's always, oh, Jake Ottinger, Jake Allen was hot. Oh, I mean, oh, look at that guy got hot. Or this, you know, there is no rule that says the Minnesota Wild can't win a playoff series, but now it's been since 2015. So let's get to some fans here. But um, this just has me really, really not even disappointed at this point. I'm more mad than disappointed. Very frustrated myself, my friend. Okay, let's turn this over to Wild Ventline fans uh, who are eager and angry, uh, just like Judd and I are. So let's get to them here, Judd. We're going to kick things off uh, with Matt. Matt, you're going to lead us off here on Wild Ventline. How are you, buddy? Well, I've been better. That's for sure. Um, I agree with Judd completely. Dino needs a go. Right? Regular yeah. season, I love his whole, oh, you know, everyone's got a voice, you know, yep. treat everyone equal thing. That's great. But apparently he just doesn't know when to step up and be the darn head coach. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the series a couple years ago against Vegas too well because I didn't have the opportunity to watch it very well. But Kaprizov got shut out in that. Yep. Pete DeBoer, and same coach. That was the point I was going to make. Yep. So apparently, maybe it wasn't Kaprizov that first year. Maybe it was Dino's lack of anything. Yeah, he doesn't adjust. He, he doesn't adjust until it's too late, you know. And, I mean, so you're going to tell me. So tonight in game six, you're going to panic and put the flower in because, you know, that's going to spark your team. It's too late. Sparks through the playoffs need to come in gradual increments. You can't just all, all of a sudden go from no changes at all, Declan, to throwing the kitchen sink on the ice from behind the bench because you're panicked. Let's keep going. I'm all right. We're going to go next to Seamus now. Hey, Seamus, you're next up on Wild Bentline. How are you? Seamus? Good, how are you Seamus guys? and Gattis. Yeah, we're okay. Good. Yep, can you hear me? Yep, we got you. Perfect. Um, yeah, so... I'm going to, the popular take is going to be fire Dean, fire Darby. Uh, I think that's obvious at this point. Okay. Popular take. I think we're, we're losing gonna put, the Yeah, we're going to lose him in the, in the green room there. We're going to put another Matt on instead. Other Matt, you are now on Wild Fenton Line. What's going on, dude? I'm all right. How are you guys? We're okay. H- hanging in. 
Yeah, I mean, so I, I have a couple of things that have just bothered me throughout uh, the playoff series. I mean, I just think that in terms of the way they play, they don't so, – like, when they get the puck at the blue line, it's always just a dump back into the corner or it's a blocked shot. We don't have anyone who can make that shifty play at the blue line and get a shot on goal. Uh, I mean, that Zuccarello two-on-one was just killer. I mean, you got to hit the net. It, yeah. You have yes. a guy drive. You have a guy driving the net, and you also have another guy. I mean, it's maybe even a three-on-one crash in the net there. Terrible play. I mean, that that killed him. The PK still not changing the PK. You guys mentioned it like a couple of days ago. It was Goudreau and and Johansson again tonight. Like, how do you keep rolling back to the ter- the same terrible PK? Um, and I also think I think it's part of Boldy's breakout. I mean, Johansson's a big part of it, but I think Ericsson Eck might have been key to that too you know like having having another playmaker with him uh, i don't know i think that that hurts um sure you know, yeah but and the the power play spread is horrible the way they just spread out completely you don't have any real threatening positioning uh you know the bumper spot when we do have one is always useless uh it's, it's and that can't happen that's exactly right. right. That, the, the problem is that can't happen. Like the, the whole thing of, well, you know, odd man rushes and this and that. This team isn't an odd man rush scoring type of team. Yeah, they can score that way. But this is a team that has to get net front presence. This is a team that has, and they didn't find any way to do that. Again, you know what that is? That's the Jake Allen thing. That's the same crap, and it's partially on coaching as well. But you have to, this is the time of year when you have to score goals that hurt like hell to score. And if you're not willing to pay it that price, and Dallas was more so, then you, you've got a problem. And, yeah, the power play thing, the penalty kill was absolutely atrocious. Um, but these last, the last two games, look, I thought game four, tough loss, but I thought it was a hell of a game. Um, these last two games are what just turned my stomach, though, Declan. Absolutely turned my stomach. Absolutely. We're going to go next now to Henry here on Wild Bent Line. Henry, what's hey. going on, man? Hey, guys. I just – so I've been listening to you guys for a long time, and I've never Thank called you. into a show. Um, well, I just want to say I appreciate everything you guys do. It's it's a public service. Sports therapy, my man. It's needed. In this state, Minnesota sports therapy, absolutely necessary. It's so bad. I know. It's like this team is just spiritually weak. Yes. Like I could tell this was coming like as soon as I think it was the game at home, they were up two to one. And like I think Ottinger just bailed them out all over the time and like it just felt like they couldn't recover from that. Like well, they I, went on the road and then they just got shut out and it felt like they weren't in that. They weren't in this game either. The playoffs take an incredible amount of intestinal stuff, fortitude, Henry, to win in. And this team didn't have that again. Um, the players have changed. I think the personality of the team has changed. But look, you know, Marcus Foligno going out early in game five hurt but it threw them for a loop that never should have, have happened. And that, that goes all the way up to the head coach. I mean, that is, it's Marcus Foligno. It, we're not talking Kirill Kaprizov. We're talking Marcus Foligno, and you're going to be that phased by it. The first, thing that go, the first thing that went wrong in these playoffs, really in the last few games, this team just curled up and went into the fetal position. It's that simple. All right, well, uh, let's try Seamus again here on Wild Vent Line. Seamus, you got us? Yeah, I changed rooms. Hopefully the service is a little bit better. Seems yeah. like it's way better. All right. Yep. Um, yeah. So, again, the popular take is going to be fire Dean, fire Darby. Agree with that. I think we need to rip the C off Spogen. Look, last game six against the Blues, minus four. Tonight, minus two. He was minus five for the series when Dallas scored all those power play goals. How is that possible? He is not a top defenseman. And you know what? Hard work and go have fun elsewhere because you are Koivu 2.0. You are Koivu 2.0. He's a great guy. Everyone's going to say, oh, he's so nice. You can't lose Spurgeon. You know what? This isn't Minnesota nice. Get him out of here. Get someone who has some grit. Get someone who can win a face-off, Garen. We've been screaming at you for years. You need center depth. Look at the stars. They practically have two centers on every line. They win face-offs. This is not that hard, Billy G. This is not that hard. Spurgeon, get him out of here. Get a center that can win a face-off. Good stuff, stuff, man. Thank you very much. Love that. Um, I don't disagree with the – I don't agree – or I don't disagree with both points. I don't want Spurgeon gone. I don't think he's a captain. He's a really nice guy, and in 
the regular season, I think he, you know, goes up and down the bench and imparts his words of wisdom and spirits. But do I think that he's a guy in the midst of the playoffs with ice packs on every player who can go in and F-bomb his teammates? No, I don't. And that's what you need. Like, they're not playoffed off. I mean, it's it's not – I'm not breaking news here. They are they are not a playoff-hardened, tough team. They need a captain. I mean, this team has – this team has not had a real captain since they since Jacques rotated the sea around. I mean, Koivu was just a crab ass, and I think Jared's a nice guy, but I think Jared would be a great captain of a college hockey team. Um, I'm not saying he needs to go. I am saying that I would love to see a captain who would go in there. And I mean, Dex, you you've heard clips. The real captains light the room up and don't give a damn, and they're not trying to be your friend. They ain't trying to be your friend. The real coaches and real captains, I'm not saying they try to alienate teammates, um, but at times like this, the the um, the uh, paint peels from the walls. I don't sense that happens downstairs where I am at right now at the X. All right, we're going to keep it moving here on Wild Vent Line. Let's, uh, let's go to Claire next. Hi, Claire. Hi. First of all, what are y'all drinking to soothe this pain? Oh, I have, I have a whiskey ginger. Judd's in a professional. I'm here in, in the, the press, press box, box, Claire, so I yeah. am like a, a Diet Coke. Just uh Whole bottle here. We're okay. I'm, I'm a few hundred feet below the X right now. Pretty bummed out. I think Brock Faber looked great. I think yeah. he's one of the only guys that looked great. Uh, a part of me is really bummed that this was maybe the last time we saw Dumba and Broden, Brodeen play together, but Dumba sucked. So maybe it's not that sad. And got hurt too, right? He, he didn't play the, the entire third. No, he got. they switched up the pairs in the third, and Brodeen is playing with... Uh, Somebody else. How, how, disappo- how disappointed, though, like, like beyond that, how disappointed are you? Because this does not strike me as a series in which, like, I thought they can't win. I, I really thought they, they were going to win tonight. Like, I told everyone they are winning tonight. Like, I would have put, I would have put money on it. Yeah, it's very disappointing. Mm. Thank you. Thanks, Claire. See you, Claire. Appreciate it. Packed room here on Wild Ventline. We have, uh, we're at max capacity in our green room. Just run them. So. I see a bunch of fans uh, trying to get in on it. We'll get as many of you as possible on, so we'll keep this moving. Let's go next to Jonathan. Hi, Jonathan. What's up, buddy? Uh, how are you guys doing? You know what's funny is I actually got interested in you guys' podcast from my best friend who's from Chicago who's a Blackhawks fan. He's like, you got to listen to Judd. He knows his hockey. You got to listen to Judd. Well, thank you. Tell <laughs> him he thanks. He's the wild. He can't stand the wild. But I started, like, literally listening to you guys because of him. He just loved you guys. Thanks. It's you know I think uh, I think this was series was lost in game four, they gave up in game four, and that's I think that was the biggest problem. I want to go back to that because that was the biggest issue. Sure, in my opinion, they didn't play to the their abilities in game four, and I'm you know I'd have been at your draft party last night. I was actually at uh, in Kansas City for the draft. It was just nice. too, too many people, but. Uh, but uh, I'm at Ole Miss now at my sister's thing, and I'm just telling you now, I, I think the series was lost in game four. They had the opportunity to go up 3-1, mm-hmm. and, and they didn't. And that is, it's as a fan of Minnesota sports, that's just what it is. You know, we just we have that killer instinct, and we, we couldn't pull it off. But there's no rule saying that we can't change that at some point. That's what drives me crazy. It's across the board every bleeping men's team, professional team that we well, care about. Judd, I mean, I was I a football when I was five years old, right? And I'll tell you right now, there's not been one team outside of the Kirby Puckett Twins that's brought me joy at all in yeah. my life. Unfortunately. That's just fair. Unfortunately. So. All right, man. Thank you. Tell your friend thanks. Thanks, Jonathan. Appreciate it. All right, let's go next to uh, Lucas here. Hey, Lucas, what's up, bud? Hey, how are you guys doing? A little We're bit okay. down. <laughs> we'll make yeah, it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, I was uh, taking a little notes from the what I saw from the game, and I saw an interesting statistic from the chat that uh, Dean Everson's last what series win was, what, 2005? Oh, I don't even know. Like, it, it, it was in junior hockey somewhere. Yeah, it was so. the WHL, wasn't it? Yeah, so you might be right. You're, no, you're I was born right. that year. <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. The consistency of uh, Minnesota sports being able to not do anything since I was born, like twins haven't won in my lifetime or anything, but. And Declan's. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, there's face offs are another key. I mean, 
that's one thing why the penalty kill is never good. You would ne- you would lose the face off three seconds, six seconds, end of uh, penalty kill. Power play wasn't able to do that. I mean, penalty kill was okay today because Dallas wasn't really pressing for a goal the second half of the game, and uh, right. And there wasn't really any bad officiating in this game. I mean, there was like a missed holding the stick penalty where Ben was holding Goudreau's stick in front of the net, but that's a tough call to make. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and keep keep in mind, too, as far as the power plays go, um, the power plays coming into tonight. So for all we talked about, oh, my God, Dallas was getting diving and they were getting all the calls. They were 9 of 22, so 22 attempts. The Wild was 4 of 20. So it was only a two power play difference even coming into tonight. So, like, this whole notion that the Wild was getting screwed left and right is absolute nonsense. What they were doing was giving up goals, and, and he's exactly right. I mean, we had goals, what, eight seconds after power play, six seconds, four seconds. You know, um, that's ridiculous, and that's where faceoffs do play a key role because if you cannot control the puck on a power play in your own zone, you're going to give up a goal. Absolutely, and, and you know, just quickly here before I get back to the Wild fans because game two was a missed opportunity, right, like, Gustafson played great in game one, stood on his head. You, you stole game one at home. You get embarrassed and you get just waxed in game two because you started Marc-Andre Fleury. Kind of I, to go back to your rotation, I don't think that was the right call. But, okay, it's one-to-one, no big deal. You come back home, you go up two-to-one, and now it's okay. Now, now the series is yours to take here. Now you don't have to do the rotation. Now you know the formula. You've won two of these first three games. You know what it takes to probably win this series. And Jed, it was just it was just a collapse. It was a meltdown. It was self-induced wounds the, for the, the rest of the way. And you had your two best players in Kuro Kaprizov and Matt Boldy, who were complete ghosts and unwanted posters, basically looking for their lives by the end of it. And for all for the fact that I think he had like four or five points, Zuccarello was terrible. I mean, again, he, he was a, a wide open net tonight, and then the second period, at the end of the period, Dallas comes down and Marchment scores. So he he was terrible, and on top of that, your head coach refused to juggle lines until it was far too late, and when he did, it was a tepid, I'll move uh, Joe Hansen up to the first line for a while and Zuccarello down, and, you know, Gus Nyquist, who earned an opportunity to be a top-six forward, didn't play, and Sunquist, who's got two Stanley Cup rings, spent the majority of time sitting by me in the press box. <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? Absolutely. All right, keep it moving, Wild Vent Line. We're going to go next to Andrew here. Hey, Andrew. What's up, buddy? Hi, Andrew. Hey, guys. Uh, just crying in my whiskey here, just like you guys. Amen. Same um, here. Wish I was. You, you know, I think this series was really lost uh, before the series started when Eck was, went out. And that's not because Eck's that great of a player. It's because Dean doesn't know what to do without him. Uh, we have Kirill out in front of the net, taking elbows to the face, taking cross checks. I mean, that's that's Eck's spot. He's your he's your powerhouse in front of the net who who dominates it and gets under players' skins, and throwing Gorilla out there, he's not moving his feet around, he's not skating around, not getting open. I I can't blame yep. him for not scoring points when he's stuck in front of the net, not moving his feet. Well, and up, Andrew, and that's the thing too is, for instance, why didn't you try when when um when Eck went out, Erickson Eck went out. Why didn't you try Felino on the power play as the net front guy? Or put Sunquist in. He's a big guy. Just some type of adjustment. Like, that's the thing is there are no adjustments. Like, we could go through the litany of things that Dean won't change. And, look, Erickson X out. That sucks. It's tough. I get that. But if you can't overcome that, if your coach can't overcome that, and, and like the kid said before, and he's right, this guy hasn't won a playoff series probably since 2005 in the Western Hockey League. Remember, in the American Hockey League, four playoff appearances, uh, four playoff appearances in six seasons, of which he went one and twelve and never got out of the first round. And now with the Wild, he went out in that qualifying tournament against Vancouver. Okay, I'll sort of excuse that weird bubble. Not really his team, totally. Um, Golden Knights in seven games lost to Pete DeBoer. St. Louis Barubi outcoaches them badly again, and then this. Like, I mean, what more do you need to see to say? I mean, this is not, as the kids say, that's not a small sample size. Nope, not at all. All right, keep it moving. We're going to go next to Mike here. Hey, Mike, what's up, bud? Hey, hey guys, how you doing? Hang on. Um, so a lot of the people who have been commenting have covered a lot of the topics that I was actually going to cover. But I have a couple of interesting notes. Jared Spurgeon, it's funny because I feel the exact same way and more what you said, Judd. He don't need to be gone. He's a great player. The C, man, I remember when he got the C, I'm like, Spurgeon, like, he's like the nicest guy in the world. Like, he's too nice to be that, like, 
fearlessly, but like you said, like go in there, kick a can over and say, what the heck are we doing, boys? Like get your string of of F-bombs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't going to do it on your podcast or whatever. Well, don't say Um, the word, but yes, but a string of those would help. There's kids watching, I'm sure. So the other thing I was just going to say is how embarrassing. Two years in a row in front of home fans, in front of home fans, you get eliminated and we can go over all the excuses. Felino basically throwing the entire game off the ra- uh, off the tracks immediately with just refs or not, don't care, undisciplined play, and um, just the thing, the the game two, not putting in Gustafson, missed opportunity after missed opportunity after missed opportunity, eliminated game six at home in front of home fans. We deserve better. And at the end of the day, it boils down to coaching, like it or not. Yeah. I'd like Everson. Like, I want to like Everson. You know, like, you want to. Like, he he is that tough, you know, he's got the, the jawline. He's got the, the Bud Grant the grit. Thing. Yeah, right. like he's the grit. That. Like, he, you know, he looks like it, but it's just, I'm sorry, boys. Tonight, it really struggled. I knew it was going to come. I hate to be a pest. I'm normally the optimist with this. But uh, going into this game, I was just like, no, it's – it's over. And you had a guy on the show last week. I don't remember if it was the vent line, but he said it was after uh, the last game. He's like, whoever wins this game wins the series. And he was exactly right. Mm-hmm. And when he said that on, on your show, I was like, I agree. Like, that's how I feel about it, too. And we totally crapped the bed that day. Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Tailored to your schedule, customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little you need. You can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Factor is your solution for fast, premium meals without the need for cooking. Also discover more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up those springtime goals. Head to factormeals.com slash Judd50 and use code Judd50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code Judd50 at factormeals.com. Thanks, that's Mike. well put. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, he's exactly right. And look, if you had lost a series in six or seven really good good games, I'd be like, oh, and, and that's the thing. Okay, game four is disappointing, and I do agree that the Wild didn't maximize how they should play, but that was a hell of a hockey game, Deco, and I'm not going to mm-hmm. criticize them too much. You know, I can nitpick that one. It's these last two games when you, again, it's like game six in St. Louis last year when they were eliminated with home ice and they were uh, taken out in game six. And do you remember how bad game six was? It's the exact same thing. They're, the last time that they played Dallas, I want to say it was 2016, first round. Sunday afternoon, elimination game. I think it's game six again, just like tonight, okay? And they go down in that one, like, five rip or four rip, and then they come storming back, and it's too late. You know, that's my problem. These last two defeats are were just crap. Yep. All right, keep it going. Let's go next to uh, Cade here. Hey, Cade, what's up? Hey, hey how's it going? This is uh, – I'm Dad, and this is Cade. But uh, hey, I think Kate. it would have been nice to, uh, what, have that $18 million and maybe sign this guy <laughs> possibly – I don't disagree. So, just, you know, it does factor into it. But uh, what I do want to say is face-offs, penalty kill face-offs, power play face-offs, especially power penalty kill, daggered us. Um, the thing that I can't understand is you're up 2-1 to one and you lose three straight games. You could not win one of those three games. Um, I'm still trying to uh, comprehend that. But uh, also – um, you know, we talked about centermen and, and faceoffs. Um, it's it's been a woeful on this team since um, you know what, probably three years. And I will say, out of all the last three years, this is the series we could have won. Pavelski's out. You know, everybody wants to say Erickson Eck is out. Pavelski's out. Hundred percent. Well, and so so was last year. Last year against St. Louis. Like this is becoming an expectation that they'll lose, and it's folly. It's a bunch of crap. They could have won the last three first rounds, Dex. Yeah. Golden Knights went Easily. seven games. Easily. That that went to seven. The last two went to six. In none of these series were they clearly just completely outclassed. 
what they failed to do was they failed to make adjustments and and you know the you know the end of the blue series last year and this one the problem too is they just collapsed yep all right we're gonna keep it going uh we had this guy i think last time seth your last name is wild My you're last... named after this team yep. good caller too how, how, awesome. how, how are we feeling today man i uh, dude honestly just i mean i'm hurt you know let's the Vikings lost to the Giants. The Vikings were the better team going in. The more skilled team, more all around. All of us Wild fans know the Stars top to bottom, first line to fourth line, offensively, were the better team. So I personally, when I did my NHL bracket, I chose the Stars to win in six. I That's what I thought before the series. But my heart is with this team. I like I, I, I love watching this team. and. Watch it now that we've all watched all of the series. You can, you know, Kirill Kaprizov wore his heart on his sleeve. Marcus Felino did up until this game because the way that he was buzzing around the first few games in comparison tonight, you know, you notice the difference because he didn't want to get any more penalties. He didn't want to harm his team anymore. Who else? That's that's the thing. If you if you watch that Colorado Kraken game, all of those Kraken guys. Yep. Hard on their sleeve. Nathan McKinnon, every single time he touches the puck, hard on his sleeve. Same thing with Rantanen. And we don't have, like, we don't have that. You know, Kaprizov is our one player. And with, with, with what's going on with Suter and Parise, with, with all the money that's lost from us, we need that top to bottom just like the Kraken. And the Wild didn't, they, I don't know if they couldn't do it because the Stars are a very talented hockey team. Jake, Jake Ottinger is a one of the best. Like we 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 watched it. We we we've all watched it. Jake Ottinger is one of the best in the league. You, you can't right. argue. Right. And it just hurts, you know, watching Jake Ottinger's interview after the game and seeing the Wild fans behind the glass smiling and laughing is. It's just and, and seeing Flurry give away a stick and Zuccarello give away a stick. I would have broken that stick in half because I'm hurt. But you know what? Those guys are getting paid millions of dollars to lose a game six when hardworking people are paying their hard-earned money to go and watch them lose in six. It'll probably happen again. The Vikings will probably lose in the divisional round, and we'll all be here again. Um, but, you know, hopefully hopefully one day before we all die, we'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll, actually, let me, let me say this one thing. I live in Philadelphia, okay? So I watched the Philadelphia Phillies go to the World Series when nobody thought that they would go to the World Series. I watched the Philadelphia Union go to the MLS Championship when nobody thought so. The Eagles, they were good. That's what I wanted for the Wild this year, and once again, fell short. Again, I love the show, guys. I really appreciate it. I hope that next season's a little bit better. You're awesome. Uh, Thank you, you guys very are much. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you, you, Seth. Appreciate the kind words there, man. Uh, Optus Stats tweeting this out tonight, Judd. Uh, the Twins won the World Series in 91. Since then, Twin City teams have made the playoffs 50 times between the four major men's sports. 50 times. No okay. other metro area has even 30 straight playoff trips without making the finals. And the and the Minnesota Vikings, Wild, Twins, Timberwolves, fifty trips. The next longest streak is twenty nine uh, by the Capitals, who went from ninety eight to twenty eighteen before the Capitals obviously won uh, their cup with Ovechkin. Fifty consecutive playoff trips between the four major men. So this teams. is fifty. So this is 50. the fiftieth. This you, is the fifty. You know what's funny about that? I believe the first one after the Twins won the World Series in '91. I want to say the ne- the next, the first one where the where we didn't win in was the North Stars against the Red Wings. They went in '92, and if I'm not mistaken, the final game of that series might have been a Game Six at Met Center, in which replay was used for the very first time ever on a Fedorov goal, and that was that was the North Stars ouster. Of course, in 93, they didn't make the playoffs. But I think that was the first one because the Wolves obviously didn't make the playoffs until the mid-90s. The Vikings were bad in 91, and the Twins had won the World Series. So if I'm not mistaken, it started with hockey and 50. One was hockey and 50 is hockey. 
you are correct. So the breakdown of those 50 trips are one North Stars. So that's the trip you're talking about. Uh, the Twins have been there nine times. The yeah. Wolves have been there 11 times. The Wild have been there 13 times. The Vikings have been there 16 times. That equals 50, 50 trips. That's a great – I mean, it's a terribly depressing stat, but it's a great stat. Yeah, and maybe it was, I was born in 92. Maybe uh, I'm Congratulations on 50. Yeah. Yeah, you're the problem. All right, let's go to Tyler next year on Wild Bentline. Hey, Tyler, what's up, bud? Hey, guys. Can you guys hear me? Yep, we got you. Oh, man. Like, first of all, I don't know where to start here. Um, Krill Kaprizov, to me, was shut down, like, all throughout the series. Only one goal in this entire series. It was game one. It was a power play goal, which, to me, special teams was uh, another reason why we lost this series. Special teams was god-awful. And Judd's right. In special teams, you got to convert on the power play. You have to convert on the power play, and that's the number one thing. And winning a, a playoff series is you have to capitalize on the power play. And I got done running down the notes because when Marchman scored and made a three nothing, I Marchman scored and made a three nothing. I knew the Wild were going to come back and win this thing. But the only player that showed up tonight was obviously Brock Faber. I think Brock Faber is going to be a huge aspect to this team moving forward. But yeah, I, I just cannot wait to see. Matt Dumba gone, Zuccarello gone, possibly Polino. Um, another guy that completely shocked me was Matt Boldy. Also shut down tonight, but this was a complete opposite of last year where Krill Caprisa literally carried this team mm-hmm. to to um from last year's playoff series. And then this year was just a complete different story. But yeah, it, it just sucks because I really thought that this team was going to be different from last season, and it it, it wasn't, and it really sucks. It, it it just really just kills me because it's just it a, it, it's a complete waste of time. I mean, it's very very frustrating. Thanks, Tyler. Yeah, good stuff. Um, and and what's frustrating about it too, and I'm sure Bill Guerin's extremely frustrated about this, Declan, is this was a very different team. It was built. I mean, they openly talked about, it, and they're right. You know, last year's team was the cardiac kids they came back late they were more of an offensive team this team was built and was you know at the at the deadline was bolstered by guys like Sunquist who didn't play um Nyquist veterans who knew what they were doing i mean this was going to be a bigger tougher team to play and ultimately they weren't at all and they they were as someone said before mentally weak and i got bad news for you if you think Matt Zagrello is going to be gone because next year's a 2023-24 campaign and Matt Zagarella will be going into the final year of his contract with a full no-move clause. So don't count on him being gone. All right, let's go next to Jackson here. Jackson, you holding up? Oh, it's okay. It's okay, How Jackson. How you guys doing? The same as you. I mean, it's just it, it's not fun to watch again. My wife thinks I'm losing my hairline because of my job, but I think it's his team here. <laughs> it's Minnesota sports. Tell her that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like Groundhog Day. I started watching you guys, Krill's rookie rookie season, I think. Thank you. Get to the uh get to the playoffs, you know, they lose to Vegas in seven, like, all right. Next year's our year. Classic uh, you know, Minnesota um line there. And then get home ice, like, all right, I like our chances against the blues. Get out in six six games, same thing. Um, and then this year, I mean we had little expectations um, going into this year. I know you guys did. I was on this on the same page as you guys. Um, and then same result three years in a row. I think uh, this team needs there needs to be some accountability somewhere top down. Um, love Garen. He needs to start blowing it up. He came in here, uh, watched the team for a year. He saw what he didn't like and got rid of uh, Joker, Coyle, Gremlin, right? Um, Suter, yeah, and and he's happy happen again. I think obviously he just talked about Zuccarello. He's he's not probably not going anywhere, but there's I, only a handful of guys I think that you can hang on to. Well, I think you have to look at the top too, though, dude. I mean, I think you have to look at the coach. I think you have to look at uh, at some point in time. You, you it's not all the players. Now, I do think that they very well could have a different captain um, if they were smart, and I think that they could make some changes but Declan they changed they changed the personality of this team in a pretty big way and the same thing happened so like mm-hmm. at some point in time you got to look at the head coach yep we're gonna keep it going we're gonna go next to Brody here hey Brody what's up dude you're on wild bent line 
Hey guys, uh, can I just bring a little positivity to the vent line real quick? Sure. sure. Uh, so this is my my man cave. I watch the games. Nice. So, oh, look at that. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, sick. That's just give me one awesome. more second here. So I've got. I think I showed you this uh, last year too, but I got my spotlights on again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Very cool. Yeah, That's but great, man. yeah, um, yeah. I I don't want to be. I don't want to like talk about the you know the wild in just too generic form. So like I just want to like specifically talk about like the power play and how it seems like in twenty years of a franchise we've never been able to set up a play where you're consistently getting one timers off the flanks. You know like the Capitals, the Lightning, Dallas, whatever team. Like you know that seems to be the the easiest way for a power play to, to work. Hey, and, Pierce. you know, um, I'm a big uh, Minnesota State Mankato fan. Uh, they've had a 25% power play the last decade. They were 27% this year. And they they set up this play where they have their best uh, defender who can get shots through at the top. They have their best one-timers on the flanks. And they have their best tipper in front of the net. And then when they run their power play, they just they pick whoever is open. And then they go there. And it just doesn't seem like the Wild ever have the right decision-making to go the right person when they're open. They're forcing shots. They're forcing passes. You know, tonight they had the two-on-one where I know it was like five minutes in the third period, Zuccarello had it. He had like a wide-open net, and he forces it to Kaprizov. And Kaprizov tips it wide, and it's just, you know, it just seems like we are gripping our sticks way too much. And overall... I just think uh, the Wild need someone that has a more offensive mind for the power play and someone obviously on the penalty kill that knows how the uh, power play wants to work so that we can actually fix those special teams, you know, just because in general, it's, you know, you're never going to go far unless you figure that out. You know, the, the center is one thing, but the, the special teams is basically the last two years of reason that, we've gone out in, in six or seven games. So thanks Brody. Yeah. I feel like special teams judges like that. That's whether they make adjustments with their head coach, which certainly could come. Um, I feel like getting the right power play specialist, getting their special teams back on track is also their, you know, first supplemental goal to making this team but, more believable again. But remember they, they vowed after the loss to the blues where the penalty kill was absolutely terrible to fix that. And they were way more aggressive. What franchise record, something like 13 shorthanded goals this year. Um, and now it collapsed again at the most important time. So like, I, I don't know that just the vow of, you know, to fix it. I mean, you've got to do different things. You've got to come up with, and you know, the playoffs and, and this is where you're right, Declan. It, okay. Regular season success can be fun, but ultimately, the playoffs are a different animal. The Florida Panthers are forcing the Boston Bruins to seven games. The Boston Bruins, a historically good year, yep. um, could be out of the playoffs, which will be, a, if, if they are, an extreme disappointment. But that is part and parcel of how this thing can work. Mm-hmm. And and I'm sorry, but you but we can discuss these things all we want. The reality of this wild team is that in the playoffs, first and foremost, before you get to the w- winning a series, they can't pass the eye test. No. I mean the fifty the damn eye test. The fifty consecutive season things are remarkable. I mean Judge Seattle might beat Colorado tomorrow. I know. Like a, a, an expansion an expansion team, and I know the, the Wilds third year in their expansion, which Weren't was much different tonight? rules and or was that tonight? I think I, they're playing tonight. I got my head. It's probably just about done right now. And uh ten different directions here this last twenty four hours. But I mean you gotta but, pass uh, the eye test itself. Uh, see, uh, Colorado won. They did they they, they so, advanced. Or no. No, no, no it's game seven. Is, uh, game seven is tomorrow. Yep, game okay. seven is tomorrow. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. The, the Seattle might even win their series. Just like the Wild can't luck their way into the same mm-hmm. situation. Uh, we'll go next here to Carl. Hi, Carl. Good evening, Good evening gentlemen. Thank you so much for having me. Um, just got a couple bullet points to hit here. It won't take long. But as a 20-year-old, you know, it's like sometimes I wonder what it's like or what it would have been like to have been born in Massachusetts, you know, because I'm only 20, but I've been – subject to a lifetime of Minnesota sports disappointment versus those Patriots fans and those Red Sox fans and those Bruins fans and those Celtics fans out there. It's like, 
whatever, I guess. Like I was at the Giants Vikings playoff game earlier this year and I was walking out and yeah, I had fun, but it's like, I'm walking out of there and obviously it was a disappointing ending. I wasn't even sad standing at the light rail station. I was just like laughing almost because it's normal. This is not supposed to be normal. And it it continues to be. And I think the worst part about this particular situation in this wild season is that we, we all assumed that Colorado was going to beat Seattle in like five or four Seattle could legitimately win this series. So the stars, the stars, if the, if Seattle wins tomorrow night or tonight, or they, they finish off Colorado, there's a pretty good chance that Dallas just zip right to the Western conference finals. So it's like, that could have been you. All you had to do was play to your potential and you could have had Seattle in the second round, but like, it's just so frustrating. And the only, I feel like the only good part of this game was the fact that I got to watch it on my beautiful TCL TV. Oh, good you for know? you. Oh, well, you're awesome. Thank you for buying Thank that. You, sir. Like, yeah. that's, that's, but that's the only positive, you know? Like, it's <laughs> the only thing I can say at this point is, this is the last thing I want to say. As you can see, I've already done some redecorating tonight. I mean, well, I guess it, it's only a, a, a small screen. But I just want to say that there's only one thing we can do at this point as tortured Minnesota sports fans. Okay. And that is move on to the Minnesota Twins. We will see you in October to do this all over again. Hang in there, kid. Hang in there. Keep the the positivity going. I like that. Eventually, it'll beat you down. Appreciate you, buddy. Great stuff, man. Great stuff. All right, let's go next to Gavin here. Hey, Gavin, what's up? You're on Wild Vent Line. How's it going, guys? Big fan. Uh, I think that this is incredibly disappointing, you know. Um, I... Judd and uh, Mackie always ask during write that down what your first Minnesota sports memory is, and mine was 2009, uh, sitting at a basement saying that we're going to the Super Bowl, and then having everything crushed right in front of me, and get let down. And since then, it's just been an absolute disappointment to be a Minnesota sports fan. I was at the game uh, tonight. And it was incredibly disappointing to be there because I didn't watch a hockey game. I watched 10 minutes of a team play hockey, and the rest of that time, they fumbled the puck around. You yep. can't start out as hot as you did. You started out, and Dallas looked like they were on their heels. Yep. That first five minutes, I was like, wow, this team actually is going to do it. The second Dallas scores a pretty uh, lackluster goal, you just c- completely collapse, and you're no longer – a team and you say, oh, well, they scored a goal. We can't come back from a one-goal deficit. And then in the final uh, period, final five minutes, Freddie Goudreau scores a goal. And all of a sudden, oh, my gosh, we're going to be a, a saving grace team again. You can't you can't do that. That's not who you are. Grit first. Grit first isn't come back in the last five minutes and win the game. <laughs> Grit first is you're going to take the team the whole entire time, play the whole entire game your way and not just sit back and let a team run you around. Yeah. Well put. You're exactly right. Awesome say, stuff. Yeah. Say no more. Great call. Yeah. That was incredible. Uh, we just got one more left here in the room, Judd. We're going to go next to Cole. Hi, Cole. What's up, guys? What's up? How you doing? Honestly, I think it's kind of funny because we have, you know, two years now of two, honestly, ironic slogans. You have, it's all about winning to get blown out four games straight and then grit first to give up after what game four <laughs> and you know honestly it's just kind of depressing to see dean get out coached in the way that he's been out coached um i think last year the blues lost what four of their six starting defensemen something like that yes and they somehow got better right. defensively and switched their goaltenders exactly and switched their goaltenders and then dean did what you know threw flurry in there threw kulikov in there last minute and nothing changed they got blown out again and then this year you would you move Johansson up to the first line, move Zuccarello down to the second line, like you guys said, and leave Nyquist on the third line only to get smoked again. So, you know, 32 years now since we've seen a Minnesota team in a championship, uh, that's what, like almost two generations. So it's just kind of depressing to see it. Like Dex said, 50 consecutive Minnesota ousters. God. I, I, yeah, I, mean, I mean, that is incredible. That's absolutely insane. Hopefully without it breaks even soon. an appearance, like without even like, like, you know, random teams have stumbled their way to yeah. a Stanley cup, right? Like 
it can happen. Vegas happened. The the Flames went there. Like the random teams in the last twenty years have have gotten there. The Senators have gotten there. Other teams that have been like less fortunate and less exactly. stacked in the wild, and they can't stumble their way in there, man. It's St. Louis weird. too. St. Louis, like, Montreal. Yeah. Yep, whole thing. Hopefully one oh. day, but <laughs> great stuff, Cole. I'm running Thanks, out of man. time. Thanks, Cole. Oh man, that's gonna wrap up our event. Like, right. Hollers Judley. Are, are we done? Well. Okay. Tell them about Libya. Actually, First tell our all, friends about Libya okay. too, if you, if you can, before you say goodbye. First of all, we're not going. We're not going away permanently. We'll probably be back yes. um, early in in the week at some point with our friend Jesse Pierce, who right now is writing. Um, she will join us to put a wrap on the season. Uh, the season-ending stuff will come up in the next few days. Who knows? Oh, for all we know, we might have to jump on with an emergency episode to address a coaching change. <clears throat> hint, hint, hint. Um, but you know what does not need to be changed what never needs to be changed is your plan for losing weight and it starts with this livia weight control centers um they helped me drop 40 pounds more than a year ago they've helped jesse as well she's on the plan now down 20 plus pounds and guess what it's a program that works and it is sustainable as well and right now if you join the first uh three months are free that's right think about that grit first forget that deal first Three months for free, 855-GO-LIVIA.COM, L-I-V-E-A.COM. Declan. Hit that subscribe button, too, for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. Of course, uh, Purple Daily is locked and low with lots lots of draft coverage as well. So um, if you want to head over there to get your fix there, please go and do so. Um, As Judd said, we'll be probably joined next week with Jesse Pierce. Judd's hockey show does not go completely on hiatus just yet. There are plenty of things. There's stuff that's going to happen. There might be changes. There might be changes coming right down there. Mm -hmm. Did Billy leave the uh, GM suite? Yeah, he. They turned off the lights and left. He was just still in there, just sitting there in the darkness. I think he was talking to. I think that. I think a few of them stay. I mean, they've got decisions to make, dude. You can't just like. Like yeah. you can't just go gently into the summer now and be like, that was a success. You know, you don't, you didn't build this thing to go out in the first round. I understand this team has some struggles, salary cap wise and stuff. And look, if you'd want a round, you get bounced in the second round. Let's see how that looks, but you got to pass the eye test. You didn't, you failed the eye test again. I agree, dude. I agree. All right. Hit that subscribe button for daily Minnesota sports entertainment right here on score North. This is Judd's hockey show. Thank you to everyone too, by the way. All you wild fans who came out with us throughout yeah, the awesome. uh, entire playoff series again for the third straight consecutive year. Judd and I have been doing event line, uh, no matter if it's at midnight or 2 a.m. like we did in game one. Um, we've been here for you all season, so thank you so much for all the fans who jumped down with us the first time, or if you're you were a repeat caller, we appreciate you guys. Uh, this has been a blast. This has been an absolute blast to hang out, and we'll be back next week with more Judd's Hockey Show. Go to Purple Daily for uh, Vikings draft coverage later on this weekend as well. Judd never sleeps. Uh, neither do we. So plenty of great stuff coming at you. Uh, from Night. that perspective, we'll be talking to you. Pass shoot score.